The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's going on, everybody? bloggingtheboys.com. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you are well caffeinated because it is 12.21 a.m. Central Standard Time as we are live on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel, the Blog and the Boys Facebook page, and the Blog and the Boys Twitch channel. Yes, you can watch us live after every single Dallas Cowboys game here on our post-game show on any one of these platforms. You can, of course, catch the rewatch at your own convenience. You can also listen to the show at your own convenience. Subscribe to the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network wherever you get your podcast. Leave a rating, write a review. Those things help us out. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys just fell. They just lost uh, I really care about that sort of thing. Then I question the way you are approaching this entire time of year. Uh, but nevertheless, the final score of the second preseason game of the year for the Dallas Cowboys, 22 to 14, they fall at the hands, uh, perhaps the wings of the Seattle Seahawks. The Cowboys are now 0-2 on the preseason. Again, if you are taking that seriously, well, hey, uh, everybody has choices in life. Um, but Saturday night was a bit of a precarious situation because the Cowboys in Seattle, generally speaking, uh, particularly when it comes to the preseason, um, have had some horrible things happen. Uh, Tony Romo's injury obviously occurred in a preseason game in Seattle. Um, it is just um, you know, not a, a place that we generally tend to enjoy as Dallas Cowboys fans. And the fact that this game started so late kind of lent itself to a, a bit of a scary sort of environment around that. So uh, for those of you who are with us live, we appreciate you. It obviously won't be as long of a post-game show as normal, uh, but you know we're here to hang out for a little bit, obviously. Uh, Rosemary chimes in on Facebook, says Cowboys for life. Jacob Cortez says on YouTube, get your popcorn and your coffee ready. K-H-Y-001, I don't know if that's uh, code, says Will Greer sucks on YouTube. Uh, tough night for Will Greer. Andre Johnson says on YouTube, Mozzie doing what they brought him in to do, clog the middle. Uh, Caleb says, shout out for the overtime work, RJ. Time to let Tolbert relax until September at this point. No longer needed to see him this preseason. As we do every postgame show, we'll go through my stock report. I've already written this. It'll be out early in the morning at bloggingtheboys.com. Um, uh, an assessment of who improved and who decreased their stock by way of their performances. Uh, good friend of mine, Mikey Montano, uh, with the Super Chat. Thank you, Mikey. says, I'm very sad right now. Let's just all be sad together. Mikey is a fan 
of the worst school in the uh, the state of Texas, uh, the one in Austin. Um, I don't suppose why people refer to it as an institution of higher learning, but hey, that's uh, those are just my two cents. But nevertheless, um, obviously, DeMarvion Overshone went to UT, uh, has been a star for the Cowboys so far throughout the preseason and throughout training camp. And I'm with everybody here. Uh, it is just a super bummer of a situation. Um, DeMarvion Overshone, it seems, um, well, the Dallas Morning News reported after he left the game, in case you did not see this, DeMarvion Overshone early in the game, uh, making a tackle, went down, jogged off the field. Um, that seemed to be an optimistic thing. Um, then was carted to the locker room, and so you never know how that works out. But the Dallas Morning News reported during the game that the initial fears, the initial worries from the Cowboys are uh, that DeMarvion tore his left ACL. None of that is confirmed at this time. Uh, DeMarvion still has to undergo an MRI. So if you are panicking, um, just take a breath, slow down. Uh, thank you, Brian. Rail. Everybody follow Brian on TikTok at Talk Cowboys. Says injuries suck. No more Seattle preseason games. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it just um, what was was a tough thing. Uh, KHY says Demo will have a major comeback. It's just you think about everything you go through when you're – I mean, it's there's never a good time for obviously anyone to tear their ACL, something like that. Um, but, you know, you're you're a young player. You're a rookie. You're doing so well. You're looking like you're going to be a part of this team uh, throughout your rookie season and, and to just kind of have that taken away from you and then to have to get healthy and, and get right and, and hope that you can come back next year and kind of pick up where you left off. A year is a long time, 525,600 minutes, Jonathan Larson told us in uh, – the 1994 hit rent, uh, but um, definitely um, a huge bummer uh, for, for DeMarvion Overshone. And for what it's worth, it was not um, – or he was not the only injury, the Cowboys. And, again, uh, some of you will catch the rewatch of this or listen to this later. I want to stress I'm recording this just about 10 or so minutes or streaming this 10 or so minutes after the game ended. There are four injury situations for us to be monitoring when it comes to the Cowboys. We've obviously already discussed DeMarvion Overshone. Matt, well, let's go left the game with what is being described as a shoulder injury. Now, in case you forgot, uh, Matt, well, let's go missed his entire rookie season last year for the Cowboys with a shoulder issue. By the way, Matt, well, let's go is the player is the fifth round pick the Cowboys got in exchange from Ari Cooper. But this is not that shoulder. Uh, so it's the other one. Um, so that's the positive, I suppose. Uh, but so Matt, well, let's go dealing with a shoulder injury. John Stevens, Jr., the rookie undrafted free agent tight end who has impressed so many of us to this point, uh, has a knee injury and Sheldrick Redwine defensive back for the Cowboys has a hamstring injury. Um, it's, um, you know, it's, it's just kind of a part of the game. Um, the, the way injuries kind of tend to pop up, the Cowboys have been really fortunate that they haven't had anything throughout training camp. They didn't have anything, obviously, uh, last week during the preseason opener. So we'll, of course, keep you updated on all these situations at blogontheboys.com. But let's see here. Let's get to some of your uh, comments here. Skeptical fan says, cut Will Greer. There's a lot of, we'll say, unkind things for Will Greer in the comment section. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Andre says, stretch plays killed Dallas D as a whole, but straight up the middle, they got little to nothing. Uh, let's see here. Um, Caleb on the DeMarvion Overshone thing says, going to be a pretty big blow for our linebacker room. That area definitely sticks out as the weakest area of our defense now. I mean, it kind of was. I was really worried about the Cowboys linebackers coming into camp. And obviously that was before DeMarvion Overshone really kind of blew up and, and you know, impressed us. Uh, Damone Clark has taken a step, and I think that that's a real positive. And obviously we believe in Leighton Vanders. But 
you know, even the Leighton Vander Esch thing, right? You know, there are these reports and not even reports. I mean, he's being used mildly as an edge rusher. That's awesome. But like who's playing off ball linebacker for you in that moment? You have to have bodies at the end of the day. Uh, and so you might potentially be down one into Marvion Overshone. So that's tough. Uh, KHY says get rid of the preseason and just make joint practices mandatory. Uh, Brian has awarded me five points for the rent reference. Thank you very much. Um, let's see here. Uh, Slava uh, says, well, let's go is always hurt. Cut that giant man. He is a, a massive human. Um, it's tough. Uh, it's it's a tough time for Matt. Well, let's go right now. Uh, Brian offers that. Well, let's go as a turnstile at right tackle. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Rick Ursolini says my first stock down is Seattle announcers. I'm fortunate uh, that I have the local Cowboys broadcast, but I did see a lot of chirping um, on on social media about people not enjoying the Seahawks broadcasters. So apologies if you had to uh, deal with them, I guess, while watching the game. Thank you very much to Carlos Hernandez1902 for the Super Chat. It says, checking in from Japan. Um, ups and downs all throughout. Hopefully Overshone's injury is not what it is feared to be. Agree with you, Carlos. Uh, Jalen Tolbert and Deuce Vaughn are done for their preseason. Dallas Cowboys for life. Um, I like this. This is a good way to kind of segue into the positive side of things um the injuries are important we obviously have to talk about the injuries because they matter and they play a role in things and this team's going to have to cut down to 53 players you know in a week and a half or, or sorts uh but there were a lot of positive things in fact there were some you know positive players in fact if you're watching on youtube sorry to the twitch or facebook audiences uh we have positive performances that you can vote on for star of the game we have the aforementioned deuce Vaughn and jalen tolbert plus rico daddle so whoever you think uh, is worthy of star of the game tonight for the Dallas Cowboys. Give, uh, go ahead and give us your vote. But that being, by the way, while you're on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. That would be awesome. But uh, stock up for me, Jalen Tolbert. I mean, I don't know how this is like a shock. Um, I hate to be chalk or boring or whatever. Uh, but Jalen Tolbert, I mean, man, he, um, he and I see your comment, David, that says Rico led up the block. I, Rico, I don't, I don't need Rico Dowdle to play special teams. Uh, Rico Dowdle's my RB two. I'm fine with that. I and he had a whoops a daisy uh, on on special teams. That's fine, but he he ran hard, and that's that's what we're looking at here for tonight. But as I take a sip of my warm tea, um, Jalen Tolbert. I mean, man, uh, Andre Johnson. Uh, if this is the one from the U and the Texans, what's up? You would know better than us. Uh, <laughs> says Tolbert is balling. Uh, Mikey says Tolbert revenge season baby. Uh, D-Day 2 says Tolbert locked up number four wide receiver. Gallup better bounce back. I agree with all of this. Um, I don't know that he really had a lot of heat uh, coming for him for that wide receiver four position, even before camp, right? Even before he's he really kind of had this glow up. Um, but man, I mean, it is just so cool to see Jalen Tolbert bounce back. We all know, I mean, that it was not a great rookie season for him. By the way, Andre Johnson has confirmed that he's not that Andre Johnson. But you know what, Andre Johnson, I'm very happy that you're this Andre Johnson. Thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, Kevin says, Tolbert earned the stock up today. I have to give credit. He earned it tonight, even played at least at least a play on special teams. Um, yeah, I mean, he is a tried and true number four wide receiver. And I know that there are conversations. I, I, there was a comment right now. Uh, about it from Christian says uh, Michael Gallup better be 100% back because he's going to have to fight to keep the wide receiver three spot. It's a little rich for me. I, I get the take. Like I, I totally understand the line of thought. Like our the you know the 
the Jalen Tolbert train is off the tracks. Like we, we can't slow it down at this point. So I understand that the hype is off the rails. Um, it's, it's a very cool story, how he has done this, how he has kind of buckled down and done the work, um, how he's worked with Cowboys players, veterans, Brandon cooks, Dak Prescott, obviously. Um, so good for him. I mean, but I think I, I was, I think we were all at this point before tonight. Um, I mean, we don't need to see him anymore. I mean, <laughs> right. Like, Jalen Tober does not need to play next week against the Raiders. We're fine. Jalen Tober, you're good. We don't need to see any more. Um, so thank you, Jalen Tober. You are well on this team. We believe in you. That being said, a uh, similar kind of thing for me for Deuce Vaughn. I don't need to see any more Deuce Vaughn. I felt that way before tonight, although selfishly, I obviously wanted to see Deuce Vaughn. Uh, Deuce Vaughn was awesome, had another touchdown. Um it's is really proving that he's more than I, again i don't know that anybody's doubting deuce vaughn at this point but if that narrative's still out there then great um but deuce vaughn is clearly a weapon for this team like it, it's not just like this cute little parlor trick it, it is a, a tried and true very real thing in fact thank you for the super chat brian says let's just get to it now is deuce rb3 or rb2 i think he's rb2 and daddle is rb3 short yardage goal line back deuce could split 50 50 with pollard i mean I don't know that I uh, maybe I'm I'm a little too free spirited. Maybe I put too much agave in this tea that I'm drinking. But I don't like. Do we have to get into labels? That's kind of how I feel with Deuce Vaughn. Like, do do we have to label um, Deuce as RB two? Because where I'm at is I don't view Deuce as RB two. Deuce is his own thing. Deuce is RB one A or excuse me RB one B. He is his own defined special weapon to me when you say something like rb2 it means he's the person that is only available to you know eat or whatever if rb1 is unavailable if tony pollard would not be available for the cowboys for one reason or another i don't know that i would want you know deuce vaughn to carry the ball 20 times in a game i want deuce vaughn to do deuce vaughn things that's how i feel about him and i don't feel passionately about that but that's where like if i had to if you're telling me i have to uh, pick somebody to, to carry the ball 20, 25 times, whatever that is not Tony Parr, then I'd probably rather have Rico Dowdle do that because that means I can have Deuce Vaughn continuing to do his own kind of separate, unique thing. I like this comment from KHY001 says Deuce is a weapon, not RB2. Um, so I'm, I'm fine with that. Now, Brian offers, but do we know Pard can handle 20 to 30 touches per game? I don't think he has to. I mean, if he's touching the ball 16 to 18 times, you know, Deuce can be used. They don't have to be handoffs. I mean, if Deuce has 10 touches a game in any manner, shape, or form, I think that's the best kind of way to rock in the overall sense. So um, the, the Cowboys are in this unique place where they have all these positionless kind of players. Uh, that's kind of who Deuce Vaughn is. He falls in his own special box, and I'm very excited about that. But stock up for him, obviously. Uh, I saw a comment a little while ago about Cavante Turpin. I can't find it anymore. Uh, but Kevante Turpin had a nice day, bounced back from the fumble, obviously, last week. And it was just a small moment, but Kevante, the way I feel um, about Kevante and Rico Dowdle, and we're going to talk about Rico a little bit more in a second, I really don't care what you do on special teams. I really don't. Like, I don't, I don't mean to minimize the value or the importance or the impact that special teams can have. I really don't care. Can you help me on offense? Can you move the ball vertically? Can you catch passes from Dak Prescott? Can you make defenders miss? That's what I care about at the end of the day. If you can also be a great punt returner, cool. I'll take that. If you can also set me up on the 27-yard line on average on kickoffs, great. Let's party. Vamanos. But 
I do not need to stress about that. For me, Cavante Turpin is showing signs and signs and signs, uh, like actual signs, not the movie with Mel Gibson, of being a tried and true contributor on the offensive side of the ball. We saw just a sprinkle of that tonight. And so for that, people, you know, I get this these comments a lot when I write this article. Um, stock up does not mean like, oh, A plus player all of a sudden. It means your stock rose uh from where it was before the game began now kevin says rj you have to care if these non-starters can play special teams otherwise you have nobody to play them i totally have people to play special teams i'm not opposed to utilizing them on special teams i'm saying where i care about their impact the most is on offense so that's why rico excuse me uh well i guess rico daddle tonight but Cavante turpin's fumble last week on special teams it's not great i'm not a fan of it obviously but that I'm not going to hold that against his overall package because I care more about what he offers on offense. That's how I feel about Cavante Turpin. But uh, so those are three stock ups for me. I'm going to go ahead and give a stock up to Rico Dettel. I know that a lot of people are pissed off because of the missed block on the, the block punt and everything like that. But Rico Dettel had eight carries for 38 yards. And the longest one of them was nine yards. I mean, there were some tough yards that Rico Dettel got some great, you know, you know, just kind of blowing through dudes, uh, averaged 4.8 yards per carry. And it's not like he averaged 4.8 yards per carry and he had like a 53-yard run or something like that. Like Rico Dowdle, I thought, ran really, really hard on Saturday night. And again, kind of proved that he is that guy. Did he have the missed block on the punt? Yes. I'm not going to deny that that happened. And is it cool? No. Did it cost the Cowboys? Obviously. Did he almost have a cool run afterwards? Yes, that was kind of fun to watch, but it didn't count, whatever. My point is that Rico, I thought, played very well as a runner, and that's where his value is the highest to me. And if other things happen that are more ancillary in that sense, then so be it. Uh, but I thought that Rico Dotto played very well as a running back on Saturday night for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Caleb says, I saw someone compare some of his runs looking Zeke-like. He definitely runs angry. Uh, every time I agree with that. So good for Rico Dowdle. Malik Davis had a nice couple of moments on Saturday night. Not enough to make my stock report at least. Um, but, um, but good for him. Uh, let's see here. Let's, I guess let's finish the, the stock ups. We, we kind of, you know, we're on a positive in a sort of vibe sort of ride here, I guess. Um, so again, a stock up for somebody does not mean that their entire game was flawless. It does not mean that their entire game was perfect. It means that they improved their stock relative to where it was when the game began. So Eric Scott Jr. did not have a wholly perfect game, but Eric Scott Jr. I thought bounced back really strong. That first defensive possession of the game for the Cowboys spoke really well to Eric Scott Jr. Um, now, uh, Mikey Montano has pointed this out. This I saw this video floating around on Twitter, by the way. Uh, there's a video of Overshone walking to the locker room post game. He did walk off the field for what it's worth. I don't want to read too much into anything. Uh, but, uh, hopefully, um, hopefully DeMarvion Overshone is all right. We can certainly all hope and pray and cross our fingers, um, and just kind of, um, you know, see what happens Let's see, uh, Michael Gelkin of the Dallas morning news, uh, noted that John Stevens jr. Is also scheduled to have an MRI on his left knee injury. So, uh, an unfortunate day again for the Cowboys, um, in the injury department. So tough scene for them, but um, Eric Scott jr. Just quickly, I thought played well um, again, bounced back last week was a really rough week for Eric Scott jr. All the way around. And after what had been a really impressive uh, training camp period and mini camp period, um, it was kind of a humbling, I think maybe um, those, that's my word, uh, you know, how I would describe it. 
but uh, but it was a nice kind of you know step back in the right direction. Uh, Jonathan Thompson, by the way, says hello from Zimbabwe, Africa, up at 4 a.m. to watch this preseason game. Wow, good for you, Jonathan Thompson. Uh, now, Trey says Eric Scott Jr. had a terrible game. Again, I that first drive, that first defensive possession for the Cowboys, I thought Eric Scott Jr. looked great. He did not have a perfect game all the way around. But again, I mean, I'm willing to give him a stock up because last week was so bad. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to see him trending back in the right direction. Is he all the way, you know, on the opposite spectrum? No, but he is trending in that direction, which, uh, is, is positive again, not a perfect game, but a step in the right direction. Nonetheless, uh, we offered Jalen Tolbert, Jalen Brooks got in the fold on offense. Uh, so I'm excited to see that. I don't know how this receiver room is going to shake out, right? I think we all, are very, very in lockstep on the top five names uh, for the Cowboys. The top three are set. Then you've got Tolbert. You've got Cavante Turpin. There's your five. Who's your sixth? I think we have thought it was going to be Jalen Brooks for a while. He was a little quiet last week. I thought Simi Fajoko played well last week. This week, Jalen Brooks had had a teeny moment. Simi didn't really have any. Again, if we're just evaluating the games themselves, which you shouldn't do, but that's what we're here to talk about right now. Um, I thought Jalen Brooks played well, so I'm willing to throw out some kudos and some attaboys and some, you know, lollipops and whatever else. So congratulations to Jalen Brooks in that sense. I have one more stock up to hand out. Uh, and again, I write about this every week at blogontheboys.com, so make sure you're checking us out over there. Uh, I also do an Instagram post about this every week after I put it together. So I've got one more stock up left. And congratulations to Kelvin Joseph. All right, Kelvin Joseph, when training camp started – Man, I um, I I'm I don't think I'm alone. I I did I thought Kelvin Joseph was beginning his final few weeks as a member of the Dallas Cowboys when training camp started. When the Cowboys arrived in Oxnard, I thought, okay, this is this is the beginning of the end. And I don't know how long you know this this ride you know lasts for Kelvin Joseph overall in terms of his career with the Cowboys, but I do think he has played his his way into a spot on the 53 man roster. Now some of that is obviously aided by the fact that right now Jordan Lewis is on the pup list and, and you're having these other injuries pop up. Uh, I see a comment from Brian in the, in the chat uh, about maybe John Stevens Jr. goes to IR, right? Like, you know, you have these guys, these IR stashes, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, the, those, those things open up these kinds of spots. Um, I would say that, um, that, you know, right now, Kelvin is maybe the 50th, 51st player on my 53-man roster, but I think he has made his his case very well. So congratulations to Kelvin Joseph. Uh, Andre, uh, again, said, oh, I could, here's a, a comment about Will Greer. I didn't mean to click on that one, but yeah, we'll get to Will Greer, I promise. Andre says, Kelvin Joseph looks a lot better. He might actually make the team. Uh, Eternal says he looks more confident. I agree. I mean, so um, Kevin offers Joseph is competing hard. And honestly, I think his special teams play could cost Goodwin his job before he loses his job. I agree. And that's the thing. Like, look, Kelvin Joseph is a second round pick. Right. And, you know, you're a second round pick and you're you know, you're expected to be like a cornerstone player, a high level contributor, et cetera, et cetera. He plays a cornerback. Right. It's a really visible, you know, flashy position. And he has been willing to not only play special teams, but play nickel. I mean, he's, he's been willing to do the dirty work. And so that's impressive in terms of what he has done on the football field over the last year. Uh, so Kelvin Joseph is a stock up for me stock down. Let's get to our stock downs. Uh, the injury bug uh, bit the Cowboys pretty hard. Uh, we already talked about that Four players, 
We'll see what that ultimately leads to. Um, and beyond the fact that the injuries are terrible for obvious reasons, the injuries potentially create questions depending on the severity of them, obviously, right? If DeMarvion Overshone is indeed a serious injury, where's the linebacker depth for the Cowboys, right? If Matt Walletsko is a serious injury, you know, there's a lot of people who believe he's the swing tackle on this team. What happens there, right? Who's your swing tackle if Matt Walletsko is unavailable for you? If John Stevens Jr. is there, is he, or if his injury is serious, is he an IR stash? If, you know, Sheldrick, you, you know what I mean? You have to answer these questions that develop, obviously, as a result of these injuries. And so it's a tough thing when you have to kind of, you know, adjust to something that's a little bit more unpredictable. Uh, my first two stock downs, I think, are a little bit more rare. Uh, and then after that, after that, I'll have some that I think um, you all agree with. But my first one, Wanye Thomas. Um, and again, you, you can make this list for one moment, right? Like we talked about Eric Scott Jr. making stock up for the first defensive possession. Uh, Wanye Thomas, who has had a great camp and played really well last week in the preseason opener. If you have a penalty, we talked about this last week with Cavante Turbin and Rico Dowdle. If you put the ball on the ground, you have a turnover, your stock generally goes down. In a similar way, if you have a penalty on third down um, that takes your team off or, or puts your team back on the field after you were going to walk off, um, that's uh, that's tough. <laughs> like that's, that's a tough look in and of itself. Um, and, and after that, you know, the Seahawks go on to score a touchdown. It was just a really, it was literally the most costly possible penalty that could have been committed all for trash talking, right? Like it's not even like a penalty that is debatable, like whatever. And Caleb says the call was soft, but you can't just make bad decisions like that when you're fighting for a roster spot. Now, David says, uh, that was a crap penalty, but you have to know, I mean, like, and, and again, like if, if this was a, um, a, a, a PI, right, or a holding or something like that, that, that even looked bad. You know, you, we could sit here and we could say, well, you don't know, you know, it's fast, he's trying this and that. Like, those things are, are more subjective. But for, you know, for trash talking, like, dude, come on. You know, that's, you can't make that mistake. That's just a simple thing. So, you know, stock down for me in that sense. And very, 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 I mean, the most loose possible thing, I put Sam Williams on the stock down list for the, the same thing. But again, he had the penalty, Serious no-no, not a good look, not a good thing. However, Sam Williams, holy crap, I'm convinced he's going to have 100 sacks in 2000. Sam Williams looks incredible. I mean, like, he really does. I may, Sam Williams might have made the biggest leap as far as players on the Cowboys, right? Like, we know, obviously, lots of players who are going to be amazing, um, but they, they, have not, they don't have as far to leap because they are amazing, if that makes sense, right? Sam Williams has made an incredible leap from what we've seen as far as who he was last year. And that's because he was a very, very good player uh, for the Cowboys last year. But you can't have a bad penalty. So you have a bad penalty, you make the stock down list. That being said, uh, the ones I think everyone will agree with, Will Greer. Um, will Greer. Uh, what is there to say at this point? I mean, I um, I don't know. I mean, like, again, I think everyone agrees, but, like, what is their – what what new information is there to offer it? I mean, like, was it the worst quarterback play of all time for the Cowboys or for anyone? No, um, but there, I I mean, I, something I was wrong on. I, I thought that Will Greer would make this a uh, competition or a fight or a conversation at least, uh, you know, with Cooper Rush as far as QB two. But man alive, I mean, he hasn't come anywhere close to that. Um, it's it's tough now. David Smith says he needs to stop throwing across his body. What I like about Will Greer is that he is someone who can kind of like try to make something happen. 
Um, and to Eric's point, Eric says he's a third string quarterback. What more do you expect? That's a fair point. Um, and so, I mean, you can't, you know, you can't say I like his, his, you know, spunkiness to do that kind of stuff and then get mad at him about it. It just isn't good. That's all. It just, it just wasn't great play and that's okay. Right. Like that's all right. But we're sitting here talking about stock up, stock down. So that's a stock down for me. Uh, stock down. I have two more left. Uh, one of them is offensive line depth. I have no idea who the depth is for the Dallas Cowboys offensive line. I have none. Um, and that's even if Matt, well, let's go is fine. Um, but I have absolutely, you know, no idea who is playing behind, you know, this starting offensive line. And we obviously know, um, that, you know, Tyron Smith is not exactly a, a beacon of health. Um, we know that Terrence Steele is coming back from an injury, right? The Cowboys have uh, an offensive line that I think we're very, you know, proud of and we think can do a lot of things but it is obviously uh a difficult thing to bet on in terms of being together for 17 games and change um and so that being said there is not a lot going on behind you know the starting five in terms of depth like are there some players that that offer potential yeah but um and and to be clear i think and i think that there are probably 31 other fan bases having this conversation right i think that um that it's just really difficult. I, I think, you know, and I, I'm not the first person to have this opinion. There's a lot of people kind of saying this, but um, there's kind of a shortage of, of, you know, offensive line talent in the NFL. Um, and so, you know, it's, there's not really anybody that has like a phenomenal offensive line and phenomenal reserves. It's just, it's tough, right? It's, it's tough to, to have 53 amazing players. And so that's, that's all. I mean, it's, it's not, a, it's not an indictment on the Cowboys. It's not like a mistake. It's just, it's just really hard to have, you know, 10 offensive linemen who you feel really, really, really good about. Um, and that's why something like the Matt, well, let's go injury kind of exacerbates that issue. So um, yeah, it's a, a tough situation um, as far as offensive line death, because right now they really don't have any, um let's see here uh king says lacks depth and meaning and philosophy what is this life that's a, a deeper point that i'm willing to explore here tonight my final stock down this was a bummer this is the hardest one to kind of come to terms with i've seen a lot of you uh already bring this up in the chat and again a stock up or stock down does not like you know y'all gotta chill out y'all gotta be you know, relax all right stock up does not mean i'm gonna go buy this player's jersey right now stock down does not mean i think this player sucks it's just a matter, a reflection of moments and things that happened in the game that we just watched together. So that being said, my final stock down, Mozzie Smith. Uh, yeah, um, it wasn't good. Uh, that's okay. You know, it's, <laughs> that's all right. I actually, ha I thought Mozzie played really well last week. That was a bit of a divisive opinion uh, because there were people who thought that Mozzie um played badly last week i would disagree with that last week but we're not talking about mozzie last week we're talking about mozzie this week he got worked a little bit um and not only did he get worked a little bit but he didn't really flash um which is tough um osa digizua flashed right there's a lot of people who are you know kind of really in and ready and willing to cut him and, and cut neville gallimore and, and cut everybody else because the cowboys have mozzie smith um and you know, 
I mean, I, I like, I, I hate to be like, let's just wear this L because it's not even an L, right? Like, it, it's, it's just, it's just a thing. Like, it's just a thing that exists. That's what all this is. They're just things that exist as a result of the preseason games. Like, they're not something that we should take, you know, and and, and form hard opinions about, you know, because it's so difficult to assess and to evaluate these things in general, let alone in a preseason game where things are a little bit more wonky than usual. And so, um, I think that we all feel optimistic about Mozzie Smith's future with the Dallas Cowboys. But I think we're all willing to say that this was probably not his best performance that we'll ever see, right? Like both those things can be true. And that's okay. That That's not anything worth panicking about or freaking out over or whatever. Um, but it was, you know, he looked a little bit um, overmatched um, in terms of, of what happened. Now, to be clear and to be fair, I think in the overall, and this is where this, you can see this argument becoming a thing all season long. Mozzie Smith plays a position that is not conducive to highlights and and that is not conducive to like sex appeal and flash, right? Like there, there is never going to be a time in all likelihood where Mozzie Smith does something that is apparent and that is awesome and visible in that sense. So that needs to be said. However, um, you know, that doesn't mean that just because, you know, that's true that he's not, you know, losing a few times or whatever the case may be. It's okay. It takes some time. We can all be patient. It's going to be all right. No need to freak out. Not the worst thing of all time that the first round defensive tackle, you know, didn't have the greatest performance in his second preseason game ever. You know what I'm saying? Like when you contextualize it like that, it's not, it's not the end of the world. Uh, so, you know, Hey, it's okay. Uh, let's take a look now, by the way, at our, uh, star of the game vote. Uh, uh, three options for you as far as the BTV star of the game. We had, what were the options as I find that banner here? Uh, we had Deuce Vaughn, we had Jalen Tolbert, and we had Rico Dowdle. If you were watching on YouTube, apologies to the Facebook and to the Twitch audience. You were not able to vote. The votes are in. And congratulations here. Let me get it up on the screen for you all. Um, this is super, um, super tense. I know that everybody's holding their breath, wondering who's the star of the game. The star of the game here at Blogging the Boys for the Dallas Cowboys preseason loss to the Seattle Seahawks is none other than Jalen Tolbert. I mean, he really has um, really kind of popped. It's just, it's too. It's too obvious. We've got to give it to him. So congratulations to all of you. Trey says, RJ, I'm normally with you, bro. What happened? Trey, you know what? I think disagreement is good every now and then. You know, it's okay. So that's, that, that's Trey. This honestly, I appreciate you saying this. Um, this honestly is, is why this is so cool, right? We can all come here and we can all sit and we can talk and we can say, well, I thought this and I thought that. And those things that we think are different, right? So well, why do you think that? Why do I think this? Like, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe we're all wrong. Maybe all of this is pointless and meaningless, right? Um, it's, you know, we, we can have, you know, discussions, which is my favorite part about doing all of this uh, and sharing it with all of you. And so that's why I understand that, you know, as an example, and again, congratulations to Jalen Tolbert, his whole moment here is getting trampled on, you know, saying something like Sam Williams is a stock down for one penalty is a little weird. But you know what, I, I would hope that when you say everything and you offer context that it makes sense. And that's what we're here to do. We're, we're here to try to make sense of all this mess. Uh, so congratulations to Jalen Tolbert, though. Uh, Eric says, can't wait to see him out there with Dak. I, I'm i not ready to give a bold prediction for the regular season, but if I were, um, I would say that Jalen Tolbert has two touchdowns in the season opener. It just kind of feels written in the stars. Um, 
no pun intended. So uh, congratulations to Jalen Tolbert, who has, in fact, arrived. Again, I would say that nothing is worth panicking over. I, I'm not – my final kind of thoughts here, I'm not walking away from this game panicked or concerned or scared. I am bummed about the injury thing. Um, it's unfortunate, especially if DeMarvion Overshone is, is in fact, lost for the year. If Matt Waletsko is dealing with any sort of serious injury, obviously John Stevens Jr., Shelter. I mean, you never want to see any player get hurt. And so that the Cowboys had four injuries, it just kind of feels like it all mounted at once. Um, and that's just not a, a, you know, you never want to see anyone on any team get hurt. And so that's a bummer the Cowboys are going to have to deal with. But again, we'll see what happens. We'll see what information ultimately comes out uh, over the course of the next day uh, and change. Cowboys are done with the Oxnard portion of Frisco or the Oxnard portion of Frisco. They're done with the Oxnard portion of training camp. They will return, obviously, and finish things up in Frisco before their final preseason game next week. The Cowboys will be visiting or not visiting. They'll be hosting the Las Vegas Raiders on Saturday, the misprint on our end. Uh, on Saturday, uh, next Saturday, and it's at 7 p.m. Central. Thank you very much, NFL schedule makers, NFL preseason schedule makers. This 9 p.m. Central thing kicked us all on the tail. It was just difficult to stay up this late. Uh, so um, hopefully you all are able to sleep in or get some coffee or whatever. Um, I don't know. But congratulations to um, everyone, really, to everyone in the universe. I just want to congratulate you all. Uh, my name is RJ Ochoa. If you care about that, um, you know, that would be cool. Um, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to us wherever you're watching, however you're watching or listening, the Blog on the Boys YouTube channel, the Blog on the Boys Twitch channel, the Blog on the Boys Facebook page, the Blog on the Boys Podcast Network. Subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. Those things help us out. Like I said, my name is RJ Ochoa. If you're interested in what I do or if you're interested in just kind of chastising me for what I do, right? Like, oh, that was so stupid, RJ, how you had Sam Williams as a stock down on Saturday, uh, I guess Sunday now. Uh, but on Saturday, August the 19th, that was so dumb. If you want to know where you can direct uh, your points of what I hope are constructive criticism, uh, I can be found on Twitter or Instagram at RJ Ochoa uh, and threads at RJ Ochoa on TikTok at RJ.Ochoa. If you would like to send me an email, if you want to pretend it's like 2003 or something, uh, you can do so at RJ.Ochoa at SBNation.com. Uh, for now, I bid you all adieu. Uh, sweet dreams. Um, good night. Uh, get a warm glass of milk, a warm glass of water. Um, you know, get a get your blanket, turn the lights off, put the the bandana, uh, the bandana, the the blindfold on. Do whatever it is. Um, and, and here's the thing, the coolest thing. We're closer to the regular season than ever. We got one more of these left. One more of these little exhibition games, and then it's on. Then it's for real. We got one more left, and then it all starts to count for real. Uh, so very excited to share this coming season with you. Thank you all so much for joining. I hope you have a wonderful night. We'll see you next time.